the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Today's episode, going to run through some quick thoughts on retirement. I think there's downsides of retirement. And as I'm now 10, 15, 20 years away from retirement, I'm kind of staring it right in the face. And sometimes it's a little discouraging, to be quite honest with you. One of the problems with doing media is I've got to stick with what I believe in, right? But over a 10, 20, 30, 40-year period, you kind of start seeing yourself in some of the data. Um, some of the downsides of retirement, the realities many people will face will be a far cry from the retirement dream or the American dream of retirement. Um, I think one of the things I hate the most is how much I'm seeing myself in the photos of old retirees with gray hair. I'm like, I think I'm that guy now. Your net worth becomes kind of meaningless when you retire is an odd thing that I want to play with for a second. During your work career, you diligently sat aside little chunks of money, little chunks of money, little chunks of money. You might have wanted to have $1 million as your goal when you retired. You may end up having $3 million, but then you live off that. And it's no longer about accumulation. It's about distribution. Sadly, only 38% of Americans have figured out how much they'll need. So when I said you might have a million, you might have $3 million. I think I'm summing it up for a lot of people. That's a pretty much so way too big of a range. Don't spend, don't think that you're going to spend a lot less in retirement. One of the things COVID or the pandemic taught me is kind of what life is going to look like retired. Sitting around the house all day, reading newspapers. That's the way I feel I'm, I'm living my life right now and research reports and, um, Diving deep into financial data. I'm I'm not really driving to work. I'm not really parking in the city and having my car broken into like the good old days. I always feel it's my fault if my car gets broken into. So don't even lock it in San Francisco. Don't even lock your car. Just leave it open. Most retirees spend between 80 and 90% of what they were spending during the year before they retired. I feel like I'm already starting to practice retirement. What am I going to do for lunch today? I better find lunch before I get grumpy. Taxes can take a big bite out of your retirement income. It's something we we don't talk a lot about on the show because everyone's tax scenario is different. So I try to stay far away from talking taxes. Um, If you save most of your money in a tax-deferred retirement account, such as a 401k, you have to pay taxes on your withdrawals at your regular income tax rate. So if you need $50,000 a year to cover expenses, you'll have to withdraw even more than that to cover taxes. 
taxes are such a drag in retirement. It's it's like you've lived your life and now they're going to tax you a little bit more just for not working. It's like, come on. You need some tax-free sources of income in retirement. Uh, but you can do that with a Roth IRA, a Roth 401k. Roth is just the name of a congressperson who helped put together a, a financial package that said, yeah, we can tax people's 401k money. We can do the state taxes now and do the federal taxes later. That'll be a 401k. Or they can pay all their state taxes and all their federal taxes now. And when they retire, it'll be a Roth version of 401k. So you're only paying taxes on nothing. Regular 401k, you've never paid your federal income taxes. So you have it for 10, 20, 30 years, and then you take money out at a taxable rate. What's interesting about doing a Roth conversion or even thinking about putting money in a Roth is that's a good thing, having that tax-free money in retirement. Uh, my wife is a bit more of a spender than I am, and she wants to get an RV when she re- when, when we retire or she retires. And I'm the kind of guy, if I'm going to get an RV, I don't want the cheapest one. I want a nice one. So I'm guessing a nice one's probably $100,000. Ooh. So instantly I would jump my tax bracket up to 28, you know, from I'm old and retired, not making a lot of money to I'm making a lot of money because I'm taking it out of my 401. Like it's too much. So if I can get a tax free way of pulling that money, I'm in. Inflation is a reality in retirement. The negatives of inflation are exactly what you think. Um, sometimes it's stealth inflation where it's slowly affecting our purchasing power. Sometimes it's healthcare inflation where we see manner our Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal bills went up year over year. You still have to invest in equities and in retirement. That's a whole nother game. And I look at it discouragingly, like down years are going to bum me out in retirement. I'll be like, why did I do it right? And I'm going to get a cane out and hit myself. I know you're saying you've got a lot of self-hatred drum. <laughs> I do have some self-hatred. Um, but yeah, you, you can't get it wrong. And I got an email from just kind of a wackadoodle who his email doesn't even make sense. And and I don't want to pick on the guy too much. Um, But I always worry when people send me emails like, you know, AMC is the Halloween stock this year. Dread of time bomb. National security threat. Um, $70 trillion in insurance by the SEC. Eight, 400% of short interest. Uh, I, when I see people go on crazy rants, I get, I get a little discouraged. Like, uh-oh. I don't want to be old and insane or old and out of touch or old and sending emails that are questionable. The average life expectancy is 77 years old right now. However, about one in four 65-year-olds will live past age 90. That's a pretty big big coverage there, right? One in four are going to live past 90. So let's say you're one of the four that live past 90. I'd rather you have money when you're 89 than run out of money at 77. It's just, I'm just going to assume I lived 90. Now, Social Security is a wonderful website. You should check out what you're going to be getting and then take a look at what you're spending now and then take what you're going to be getting from Social Security. 
I tried to see if it makes any sense. It doesn't for me. It's nice. It'll help cover my healthcare costs. But that's about as far as I'm going with it. The Social Administration, Social Security Administration does have a life expectancy calendar that shows you the average number of years you'd expect to live based on your gender and your date of birth. To be safe, you need to plan enough income for at least 30 plus years. So if you're going to say, I'm going to pay myself 50000 a year, that's 500000 in 10, $1.5 million in three, 30. And then you also have to adjust it for inflation. You might not be prepared for high healthcare costs. Most people go into retirement thinking it's not that much. But a 65-year-old couple retiring this year will need $315,000 to cover medical expenses in retirement. That does not include long-term care. The last couple years of my mom's life, she was in long-term care. And it's expensive. $100,000 a year to to live in a facility that they bring you your medicines in the morning. They help you get to the hospital. They set up a game room and a television and... I'll be honest with you, that, that's kind of where I started becoming a little sad about retirement. It was videos in my mom in her final years. <clears throat> it <clears throat> You check in at the front gate, and it really honestly feels like a prison when they, we'll go get your mother. And you feel like the inmate is being walked into the lunchroom and sat down next to you. And you're like, I don't remember this person. She looks older than I remember. It's And then you leave, and it's just like you're leaving them in their cell. Oof. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. A little depressed this morning. I'm dealing with some honest emotions with here. Um, taking the same perspective of how great retirement can be and just showing you that it can also be kind of depressing. I'm Rob Black. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Yesterday... NASDAQ was down 2%, the S&P 500 down three quarters of 1%, and the Dow up one-tenth of 1%. That's tiny. What's interesting to note about that is the underperformance of the NASDAQ. Big tech's not leading. The Dow being up just a skosh while the NASDAQ was down 2%'s a lot. Google and Microsoft did the stock market no favors yesterday. Last night, Facebook did the NASDAQ and growth no favors. So the growthier side is getting hit harder. The value side of the Dow Jones Industrial Average is showing a little bit of leadership. That may come to fruition as a trend. Plunging tech stocks dragged the market down with them yesterday, snapping a three-day winning streak. Third quarter GDP report drops today in the media. And it accelerated at 2.6% pace, better than expected as growth turns positive. The ECB is hiking interest rates 75 basis points. What's important to note there is the world is fighting inflation. It's not just you and I. 
just you and I, just you and I. Um, and back to the GDP in the U.S. climbing 2.6%. What does that tell me? That tells me we're not looking at a recession right now. Mark Zuckerberg had a really, really bad quarter. He's not letting his dream of the metaverse die, even though it's strange and bizarre. You see people who have no legs pumping a lot of money into a platform that has very little engagement usage and now starting to use terms like it's going to take time. It's going to take many iterations. There's no roadmap. It's just going to take money for now. Meta shares will be down today. Big. And if Zuckerberg were to die today, Meta shares would be up big. That's how much Wall Street really dislikes what he's doing there. Sheryl Sandberg is jumping ship. She's not my favorite person. She comes across as a phony. I know that sounds like a horrible thing to say. She had her husband die early in her life. And um, she just doesn't. She comes, I don't like it. So Wall Street has been hammering the shares of Meta. Last night, after the second straight quarterly revenue decline, the share price slide is chipping a chunk off CEO Mark Zuckerberg's rapidly shrinking fortune. You're going to be sad to hear that Mark Zuckerberg is now worth just $48.9 billion. He's still the 23rd richest person in the world. But he started the year with $125 billion. He's down to $48.9 billion. Billionaire on sale. Billionaire on sale. That's down 70% of Meta stock. Wow. MetaShares slumped nearly 25% after earnings. That takes off about 65 to $70 billion of market share cap, market cap share. Um, Meta, which owns social networking platform Facebook, posted a 4% revenue decline in the third quarter of 2022. That followed its first ever revenue drop of nine-tenths of a percent. It also expects the metaverse will continue to lose money in 2023. An increase in competition from China's TikTok and changes to Apple's new iPhone privacy measures, along with a broader slowdown in ad spending, are seen as dampening the company's sales. There's more and more stories out of Meta that Zuckerberg is happy when everyone agrees with him and unhappy and pouts when everyone disagrees with them. They have a board of directors that are out of control. They're spending way too much on the metaverse. And Wall Street doesn't understand losing $10 billion in a quarter that you don't have to lose. And it just looks weird. If you go to YouTube, so I'm assuming you don't have an Oculus Rift or any of the meta platform tools to get onto the horizon worlds. If you go and check out horizon worlds or check out metaverse, Mark Zuckerberg, YouTube, do a couple searches. <clears throat> it's just weird because he puts himself in all the, all the promotional videos 
was like, hey, everyone, come join me, Mark, in the world of the metaverse. You could be anything you want. It just it, it just has a bad vibe to it. Here's a little bit of sadness. So when I own shares of Facebook, I would not. It's in so many indexes, I do own it. But what I do, I think the company would be better off without Mark Zuckerberg. Probably. With that said, he's still worth $50 billion and he doesn't have to go anywhere if he doesn't want to. And if he wants to keep developing the metaverse, it's just going to be without a lot of influential money. A lot of people aren't going to want to be there. A million more seniors aged 65 years and older fell into poverty last year. Bringing the number up, up to a percentage of 10.3%. So one in 10 senior citizens over 65 are in poverty. That's the highest level since 2002. That's in stark contrast to the four and a half percentage point drop in child poverty to a record low 5.2%. It's even more telling older adults are the only age segment that experienced an increase in total. There's about 6 million older adults who now live in poverty. That's a nightmare scenario for me. And I've seen so many people, um, their final years aren't great. They're not golden. They're not lovely. Um, so that's what the show's all, all about. It's all dedicated to it. Can I get a time cue? Um, <laughs> thanks. So seniors are the only age group with more poverty. You know, like Biden has social spending packages tied towards extending childhood tax credits, things like that. <clears throat> Those tax credits that you hear about, California is giving money back to Californians due to inflation. Also due to the fact that it's got a robust, healthy housing market that keeps getting more and more property taxes. Um, budget is just large. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Got a big event coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's income and retirement. You can sign up for it by going to robblackshow.com. Use the code EVENT25 to get in for free. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money show dedicated to getting you to retirement. Let's talk about the tech giants. Companies that you once surfed on the back to great wealth. It has not been the year of tech giants. It has not been the year of the next tech giants. Companies like NVIDIA and AMD who are taking the, the crown from companies like Intel. It's looked bad in the world of tech everywhere you go. Semiconductors, semiconductor equipment, eh, okay. Software, it's all getting hit. And it used to be a darling. <clears throat> and tech really benefited from a lot of things recently. Let's talk about what's happened. If you're only tech stock heavy, you're in trouble. 
American heavyweights that once were considered unstoppable for the first time in a long time look washed up. Like Tom Brady washed up. Like Aaron Rodgers washed up. I don't know if you're following the NFL this year. I barely am. But Aaron Rodgers has a losing record, as does Tom Brady. And you're like, whoa, no way. Oh, my God, no way. This is about America's internet giants. They're slumping hard. Slumping hard. Whether it be Facebook, also known as Meta, Alphabet, also known as Google. Netflix, starting to turn it around after a tough two years. We'll see if that can hold. Uh, Apple. All of them getting hit. Today, Amazon's going to report and Apple's going to report. But so far, Google parent Alphabet posted its slowest revenue growth since 2013. <clears throat> there was one other quarter where it had slower growth, but that was during the pandemic. And that was during the freak out, we won't have toilet paper part of the pandemic. And you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. Meta is having rough financial results. It recorded its second straight quarter of declining revenue and provided a gloomy outlook. Meta shouldn't even be considered big tech anymore. Since its shares peaked in September of 2021, the company has lost nearly two-thirds of its value before diving another 25% today. It's crazy. They are getting hit hard. If you have stock options and you work at Facebook, you are demoralized. Younger people are fleeing Facebook. Investors look at CEO Mark Zuckerberg as a clown, thinking that he can invent the company or reinvent Facebook as a new metaverse platform. So Meta has drifted in the land of excess. They're drifting in the land of excess. They're drifting in the land of excess. We don't know where they're going. And it's tough to put big money into a company that doesn't know where they're going. The Reality Labs, which is basically their platform for the metaverse, has lost $9.4 billion so far this year. And Zuckerberg's they're going to lose more next year. So Facebook is part of a bigger problem where younger people are leaving Instagram, they're leaving Facebook and TikTok is sucking them all up. I expect in 10 years from now, we'll be saying the same thing about TikTok. Kids don't want to be followed by mom and dad. Google is telling us the wider economy on advertising is advertising is feeling a little bit of hit. Spending's down by corporations. When corporations cut on advertising, they'll see a drop in revenue. And when they see a drop in revenue, they'll say, we got to fire people or close offices. So Google is the number one indicator right now for me that's sparking recession in 2023. The job of firings hasn't really hit hard yet, but they will. Microsoft had its worst day since March 2020 after giving a disappointing forecast yesterday. It's pushed to dominate the metaverse. It's also faltering. People don't talk much about the hollow lens, but it's not doing great. 
the U.S. military wanted to use the hollow lens in battlefield, and they said, on second thought, we're going to end up dying if we use this thing. So it's not ready for prime time. So bottom line on what we're seeing out of Fang, Facebook, Meta, Alphabet, Google, Apple, Netflix. It's um, not pretty right now. Tech giants scored record profits during COVID when interest rates were near zero. Stimulus checks were coming left. Stimulus checks were coming right. And everyone was stuck inside without, with only the internet to entertain us. And I saw a concert that was awesome during the pandemic when we were all locked in. Where some creative people got together in New York, rented out a theater. And only the band played. All the roadies had masks on. And it was great. It was really, really well done. And 21 Pilots did one. AJR did one. Um, I'm sure there's many, 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 many other people who pulled them off. So we saw kind of like that suck in. We were drawn into the metaverse. Now we're like, eh, I'm going to go out and kiss a girl. I'm going to go out and do something fun. Um, That's what's happened. So... Apple and Amazon tonight both can have a put up or shut up kind of moment. Amazon looks really oversold. Apple, it still has a price tag on it. It still looks expensive. Uh, you own Apple because you want to own the next five, 10 years of their hardware. You don't own Apple because you want to own the next five months of their services. Climate activists protested inside BlackRock's headquarters over its investment in fossil fuels. BlackRock's a big investor. Protesting kind of makes me a little... Eh, every time I see it, I'm like, I don't know that's going to be all that effective. I instantly judge it. I never try to get behind it. I never try to see the positive. I instantly go, eh, that just looks like 10 people really annoying uh, 100 people. I'm tough on the protesters. Tough on the protesters. I didn't realize that about me. It appears the Elon Musk Twitter deal really is going to happen. I don't understand this, but yesterday Elon Musk was seen. There was a video of the billionaire carrying a sink into Twitter's headquarters. Was that a entering Twitter headquarters let that sink in? I don't quite get what the sink was about. He changed his Twitter bio to Chief Tweet or Chief Twit. He has told the staff, I'm going to fire 75% of you. That probably would have been better done with a board of directors plan. Severance packages figured out. A quiet email to the team to start. But when you tweet out three quarters of my staff is going to be fired, it's like, well, first and foremost, he's right. Twitter's not really innovating. And they're they're overstaffed. And the number one thing you cut down on when you can't grow your revenue is your staff. We've already talked about that in this segment. When do shares of Medica go down, stop going down is when Mark Zuckerberg fires people. And he says, I'm going to stop this silly metaverse spend of 10 billion plus a year. It's a lot of money. If you're in the ad industry, be prepared for things to get bad fast. 
Alphabet Snap and Meta Alphabet, uh, Meta Facebook, all reported significantly slowdowns in ad spend. That's going to be a disaster for that whole space. As Alphabet and Snap report sharp ad spend and slowdowns, if you know anyone in the industry, nothing's being hired. Everything is frozen to being let go. And one of the quotes I heard yesterday on the ad industry was, can we stop faking that the upfront is fine and the scattered marketplace is fine, that digital's not going to go down? All the currents are coming together and we're looking at a perfect storm. Start planning now for the perfect storm. You're hearing more and more chatter about a recession in 2023. Before we get there, we have to see layoffs, lots of layoffs. Because right now we're just too well employed. That's the one thing we're going to look at back on from the pandemic and we're going to really scratch our head and go, uh, we didn't see that coming. How much the labor force changed of people wanting more money, people wanting to work from home. But when people start getting laid off, people are going to be like, oh, can I go to work? Can I go to work? Shopify changes performance reviews amid layoffs. So Shopify's new head of HR announces plans to overall performance reviews after layoffs and compensation turmoil. Company that grows really fast, HR is loosey-goosey. One minute. Shopify laid off about 10% of its workforce, or roughly 1,000 people in July. Several former employees accused the company of falsely citing performance issues as the reasoning behind what the employees argued were actual layoffs of several dozen workers. If you lay off an employee with cause versus mass firings, it's all about the insurance that you have to cover for unemployment and the cost involved. It's kind of one of the sad parts of corporate America, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Well, that was a quick bit of music. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. There we go. Amazon's facing trouble on two fronts. Amazon's going to report earnings tonight, and it's been a rough sled for the new CEO. It's as if Jeff Bezos knew. Time to step down as CEO. Exit stage left. Amazon is really a two-story company right now. Threats are mounting on both narratives. Its third quarter earnings report is today. It will offer new insights. They recently had a second Amazon Prime Day of the year. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think it moved the needle. What it did do was get rid of some junk at the the, uh, warehouses. But that doesn't really help their margins. It just helps future opportunities arise. There's the e-commerce business which is the core part of Amazon that's been struggling in recent quarters as the economy weakens and consumers who had been stuck at home during the pandemic ship more often at physical st- shop more often now at physical stores. 
and there's an Amazon Web Services. So there's the e-commerce business where we're actually going to stores now again. Then there is the web services, the clear leader in the public cloud, which continues to generate most of the company's profits with a consumption-driven revenue model. The more computing resources you use, the more you pay Amazon. It is conceivable that customers feeling the effects of a tougher economy could use the platform less. So Amazon's getting hit on both sides. And that would moderate Amazon's growth rate. Microsoft, who has a web services division business called Azure, the cloud business, Azure, reported 35% growth in its Azure cloud business, down five percentage points from 40% growth it recorded in June. So for Amazon, what we're expecting today is third quarter sales of $125 to $130 billion. That's truly a crazy number. If you ever want to like just start blowing your mind away, write down some of these numbers, $130 billion. Income between zero and three and a half billion are the forecasts. The strong dollar would be a four percentage point drag on the top line. But continued appreciation of the buck during the quarter suggests that the actual impact is going to be larger. So when we have a strong dollar, it's it's great for you and I to go shopping in Europe. It's horrible if you're in Europe or if you're a European because we're, Americans are getting more bang for their buck. Earlier this week, I saw an analyst trim his estimates for the year and next year, taking a more cautious view about the stump company's outlook, just regarding the e-commerce side. So in the end today, when Amazon reports, it's really what they're going to say about the next year. And right now, they don't really have to say anything because companies across big tech have already said it's going to be... We're lowering our expectations. We don't know how much of a recession is coming, but it feels like a recession is coming. And it's in large part due to the Federal Reserve, where it feels like they're hell-bent on people losing jobs as the way of breaking down inflation. I, for my part, if I was going to retire next year, I'm probably going to put retirement off two or three years. If I'm retiring in 10 years, I'm still expecting to retire in 10 years. But having your portfolio get hit right before you retire, it is brutal. It's one of the genius things CFP Chad Burton said last time he was on my show. When he talked about, this is the toughest time to retire in a long time for people. Not knowing their drawdown rates off of stocks if you haven't set aside that emergency money wall street expects amazon to get nine and a half billion dollars in advertising revenue up 32 percent. that's a crazy number for a long time no one really monetized amazon search where you would go and search for like uh, cool sunglasses and it would show you the sunglasses five star reviews and that was just built in the search engine there, right? And then they're like, hey, wait, wait, we can charge a company 
when someone types in cool sunglasses, it'll pull up their sunglasses on the top as an ad. So Amazon's making money. Nine and a half billion in advertising. And who does that take away from? Google. Revenue from third-party seller services is expected to hit 27.9 billion, up 15%. Amazon Web Services will rise 32% to 22.9 billion. Revenue from online stores will hit 54.3 billion. It's big numbers. So Amazon's going to report today after the market closes. Apple is going to report today after the market. Apple is seeing softening demand for their new iPhone 14. The pro version is still selling very well, but the non-pro version is a disappointment on expectations. There's a lot of cross currents right now on Apple. There's a growing evidence that consumer spending is softening. Corning, which makes glass for touchscreens, they posted weak results citing light demand for televisions, notebooks, tablets, and smartphones. So Corning, who makes glass for smartphones, said there's a softening demand for smartphones. Then we got PC makers, Micron, AMD, NVIDIA, also saying PC component companies, um, softening demand. Is Apple able to buck the trend? Probably not. They just raised the fees for Apple Music and Apple TV. Um, so they expect stickiness because you're stuck in the ecology of Apple. You feel like you can't get out of it when you're deep into the ecology. Apple and Amazon today after earnings. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.